Next time you're hanging out on pluginboutique.com, throwing instruments and effects into your basket and checking out like a drug kingpin, think of your friends Timmy and Jimmy first and visit through our affiliate link instead. You can find the link at A4P Podcast or in the episode description, and it means that we get a wee proportion of the clams you spend when you buy something. Welcome to Appetite for Production. It's the only podcast that records underwater for your pleasure. Bloop, bloop, mother lovers. <laughs> My name is James Russell. I do things with plugins. I market them. I write about them. I uh, put annoying adverts on YouTube for your displeasure. Mm, and you love plugins, don't you, James? I mean, romantically, right? Yeah, it's not that I can't get enough of them. It's that I literally <laughs> could not get enough of them. You, you can quit any time you want, right? I, I print pictures of plugins out, and well, I'm not going to say the rest. Put them in. Put them inside your locker. In the garage where you work and in your prison cell, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> but they objectify plugins, don't they, James? Yeah, they yeah. Don't, they don't treat them as, you know, the rounded things that they are. You think of them as more as objects, I think. <laughs> well, right? I, I, I do or they do. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, and uh, my name's Tim Kant, and I'm a music tech guy, and I do various things. Right, James? That is correct. Mm. We do this podcast where we talk about music production software. So let's go and talk about some music and hardware software. sometimes. Hey, uh, thanks for the short, buddy. Nah, I don't. Like yeah, the we hardware. took it. Hey, we talk about MIDI rings, don't we? Oh yeah, yeah. Have we got a MIDI ring in the show today? Not today. I'm no, boo. <laughs> we'll get we'll get one manufactured ourselves. Oh so yeah, wicked, wicked stealth, stealth. I like it. Okay, on with the show then. I guess on with it. Tim, what have you been up to in the last couple of weeks? Oh, various bits and bobs. Um, that's really in- enthralling. <laughs> hey, no, that's my segue. Informative. It's, it's talking about these various bits and bobs. Uh, I've been working on some new secret uh, work projects. Ah, uh, th- those kinds of tracks that no one's going to be able to hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, that's uh, that sort of thing. Um, no, for my own music... I have, in fact, been trying to finish off an EP that I think is just about ready to go. I've got a bunch of other tracks ready to go as well, so I'm excited. Is to... this the same EP that was almost ready to go in 2014? Yeah, I, yes. Uh, I, okay, I have binned all of the tracks that I made up until December of this year. <laughs> no, last year. December of this year. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm preemptively binning the tracks I'm making for the next six months, basically, or so. But no, James, you have to be ruthless in the world of music production. <laughs> because if someone hears something that isn't quite right and doesn't 100% represent what you're about, the world will end. Do you understand me? Yeah. Yeah, I think people should take a massive note of anything you say because you are one of the most successful producers around. This this is very, very important. I am critically and monetarily uh, very successful and my work is acclaimed. So please take notes, everybody. Um, So, yeah, but I'm I'm really... uh, I feel feel like I'm getting to where I want to be-ish production-wise, which is nice. And I was slaving away on a flipping mix down the other day and even though i've got the vsx is it vsx yeah headphones or whatever 
I'm still doing a lot of testing on other systems and everything. Uh, so, yeah, so hopefully these these uh, mixdowns will really not be crap, is what I'm really going for, basically. Mm, I think what you're going for is 100.000% perfect. Yes, that's what I really want. And it's very important to hit that level of perfection because... Up to 11 people will hear these tunes that I spent literally dozens of hours making. So you've got to get it right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, there's so many people in the world. When you start to consider that, you realise exactly how hard it is to do anything that's better than the other 7 billion. Well, yes. Did you know, though, I was, uh, I was looking uh, on the interwebs the Ooh. other day, and uh, I saw that if you get more than, like, a thousand... St- I didn't check the source on this, right? Mm. But um, I saw someone placing about... If you they, there was a link, I didn't look at it. I was You're probably tired. You're a busy man. I'm a bit. Hey, I can't. I can't <laughs> fact check every single little thing or whatever. Um, Irish people are magical. That's another thing that I haven't fact checked that I think is probably true. So yeah, apparently, if you get more than like a thousand streams a month on Spotify, you're basically in the top ten percent of musicians, which. Let's face it, there's a lot of musicians, so that isn't a gigantic uh, claim to fame or whatever. But it's still food for thought, isn't it, James Russell? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Think about it. And and make munching noises like a cow. I've seen... <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of chew the cuts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you made me do that. I've seen similar figures on things like Patreon and mm. how, like... If you took any random Patreon in the world, it's probably just someone who's got their mum and their dad following them. Wicked, um, like us. Uh, Thanks, yeah. mum and dad. Thanks, mum and dad. Uh, <laughs> oh, for us, we got two mums and two dads following us. <laughs> oh, wow, wicked. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's generally the expected distribution for anything. And that's almost a law of the universe. Yeah, it is. So where are we on the bell curve, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> At the very tip, as oh, always. That's where I like it. It's exactly where we want to be. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's what's been happening to me. Oh, got to mention, uh, which I haven't mentioned on the pod- podcast. You know, my want sometimes is to I buy cheap cork ass. workstations. Uh, yes, this time it was. I got it a couple of months ago. I hadn't had a chance to use it. I got a Kawaii k4r have you familiar with this Uh, i think you may have sorry for yawning i think you may have been telling me about this (laughs) another time uh but now i'm in your house for the first time in uh, over six months yeah how's it how's it working for you i i can see it with my own eyes yeah what do you reckon it's black isn't it it's big and black it's yeah it's big and black it's fine I mean, it's so this is a contemporary of like the M1, the D50. I think it's a 1989 vintage. I think it must have been a lot cheaper than those since because it is pretty basic. Uh, not nearly as many features or sounds. The sounds are kind of lo fi. Mm. But you know, it's a little bit of fun to play with. Uh, what I really have decided is cool, James. You know I love my sample and synthesis bass shiz from the late 80s, early 90s. Okay. The Rolands, the Korgs. What I've really been getting into recently, interested in recently, I should say, is the stuff that kind of followed on from that, which is the mid to late 90s virtual analog stuff. And we're going to be talking a little bit about that later. Okay. Um, I specifically have recently had my eye on the Yamaha 
AN1X, I believe it is. Are you familiar with this synth? No, I would have no reason to be familiar with that in any way. Okay, well, it is a Yamaha synth from like 97 or something. And it's like, a, it's all digital, but it's virtual analog. How was the virtual analog of the 97 milieu? It was fucking wicked, actually, which makes it surprising that it kind of hasn't really been revisited. But <clears throat> we're going to talk about that more later. And yeah, I bid for uh, Yamaha AN1X on eBay and lost. And then the week <laughs> after, I was very relieved because... You got a second chance offer? No, oh. um, because since everything's opened up post-lockdown... I've just been spunking money left and right on what I have no idea. I think it's probably all gone to the cafe around the corner that sells these delicious cinnamon swirls. And I feel like all my discretionary income and what should be going into, you know, my rainy day fund has all gone on sugary treats, unfortunately. Well, there have been a lot of rainy days recently, um, but well done on on wasting all your money for no reason. Yeah, look, how am I going to meet a wife and less I go and sit in that coffee shop reading mm. incomprehensible novels with my headphones yeah, on and not re- talking to anybody? Reading some Proust. Yeah, oh, mate, <laughs> you wish. Like, just reading some Proust and sighing every couple of minutes. So. I, I, do you know what? I pro- that's what I probably should be doing. I've actually been reading Neuromancer by William Gibson because it's the 80s. I I can barely understand what the fuck's going on in that book, man. It's basically Harry Potter for grown-ups. I still have no idea, mate. It's going completely over my head. Um, so how are you doing, buddy? I'm I'm doing okay. I really don't have anything particularly interesting musically to talk about or you, in life. You see, you see, you mock my very very boring mundane <laughs> musical foibles or whatever. But that's just because of a lack of your own foibles, isn't it? Yeah, I want to bring you down so I don't feel quite <laughs> as down. Drag me down to your level. I mean, you know, it's probably we're probably. You could probably drag me up to your level, what do you reckon? Please drag me up to your level, James, come on. Well, maybe I'll try the next episode. Okay, we'll see how that goes. Now, thankfully, there are some proper journalists in the world of music technology. Thank God. Journalists like... Peter Kern, for example, from CDM. Yeah, he's real. Who actually investigates stuff and uh, looks into things and writes interesting stories. A recent one on CDM that really caught my eye was that apparently in South Korea, Mm. in uh, the area of Greater Seoul, which is, uh, I think, a genre from the 70s. Mm, Yeah. uh, One of the uh, COVID countermeasures that they're enforcing is that at the gym... Yes, okay. You're not allowed to play for group exercise classes music that is at a higher tempo than 120 BPM. That's putting you right in the middle of kind of house music and new disco, basically. So that's kind of tricky. Yeah. (laughs) First of all, I mean... uh, yeah, okay. I would have thought most, I would have, when, I, look, I've been to a gym about twice in my life, mm-hmm. and it seems like the music is faster than that. It seems to be, like, sort of EDM, like, pushing the mid-120s, I reckon. I can't remember. It, it, yeah, but I don't know. I really can't recall 
a, a tempo let, from the gym. Let me tell you, when I go running, which I was doing a bit earlier this year before I sacked it off, when I felt vaguely poorly after like having would... the COVID jab and I decided to sack everything off because I couldn't be bothered anymore, uh-huh. I was running to 93... Hardcore and jungle, we're looking at like 155 BPM, which I think is, Banned. that is the tempo you need to get yourself motivated and doing it, you well, know? Yeah, if you're heading down to South Korea anytime soon, you're not going to be allowed to listen to that in a group <laughs> scenario. <laughs> oh man, it's the Criminal Justice Act all over again. Ugh, ridiculous. Okay, what do you think of this? This is uh, ridiculous, right? Uh, I am not a breath scientist, <laughs> but it seems dumb. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah, okay, they don't want people to uh, exercise too hard because they might <laughs> breathe too hard. So hang on, what music genre are you going to be exercising to that is sub-120 BPM? So, you know, the faster end of new disco at like 118 BPM. How about, Does, doesn't seem he's going to really do it. How about some reggae, some chilled out reggae? That is that is going to be very slow indeed. So that you're certainly not going to be any legal trouble with that, according to this gym or whatever. But I don't feel... I don't feel like chilled out reggae has got that, you know, going to make you kind of really work it and get a sweat up. I think it's going to make you chill. Would you say that this is a law uh, or a regulation instituted by technocrats? Um, I Yes, I guess so. Technophobes, maybe. <laughs> there's going to be no techno sub 120 BPM, you well, know what I'm saying? Here's the thing, though. What they have obviously uh, neglected is the wraparound effect, mm. which isn't isn't the thing that we were talking about that time. <laughs> Let's say you uh, play something at 72 BPM, which is well below the 120 limit. Mm. Um, that will sort of be able to wrap around and you can still exercise to it at 144 breaths PM. Yes. And also, how are you measuring the BPM? I mean, you know dubstep is ostensibly mm. 140 bpm if you're looking at the hats maybe mm. but if you're measuring it on the kicks and snares then it's a mere 70 which is slow motion it's, you know it's not the hats that get those those calves burning tim i think it is the ha- i think it's that i on right I'm going to go serious <laughs> for a minute no you I can't think, go serious in the middle of this i think it's the hats shakers and perks that give music its energy and everything. And I want, I'm going to start focusing uh, a lot more on those in my productions because those are the bits I like. I think tambourines are good. You want to start focusing on the perks of the job. <laughs> That's ex- exactly right. Yeah, so I guess hip-hop you could work out too. Yeah, that's good. Like old-school hip-hop certainly is in your 90, 100 BPM. I mean... Rocks all over the place, right? Yeah, because genres shouldn't be defined by speed. But, you know, this well, is the I, world we live in. I disagree with you on that one. I I like to divine, define even what I listen to by its BPM. But, hey, not everyone's as cool as me. So, yeah, point is, you can't start going in and rogering around with the, <laughs> the BPM and what's allowed and what's not. I mean, it's... It's tyrannical, no? Yes, it is, mate. I mean, I've already referenced the Criminal Justice Act banning certain forms of music. It's kind of fascism, right, buddy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And this is this is discriminatory against techno and drum and bass. I don't know if it's fascism, but it's certainly authoritarianism. <laughs> Whatever, mate. Hey, I don't have time for nuance, buddy. I've got a podcast to record. I mean, even trance. Trance, for God's sake. They came for trance, James. <laughs> what are you going to do when they came for trance? Uh, I don't really care. I'd quite like to see most of those genres. Uh, well, not hear most of those What genres. even jungle techno? Absolutely jungle oh techno. Oh, my God. I can't believe you're saying these things. Well, even happy hardcore? Yeah, look, I've, I've, I've turned into an authoritarian now. Wow. I'm going to wipe all music off the audio <laughs> map. Okay. Look, we're going to have just one form of music in the future. It's going to be... Everyone's going to be wearing silver spacesuits, uh-huh. right? So there's one form of fashion. There's going to be one form of music that everybody listens to in the future. And we're not allowed to listen to anything written post-1940, okay? <laughs> no, <clears throat> there we are, but there's only going to be one. What is the genre of the future? Uh, I've got a suggestion. Yeah. Japanese jazz music. <laughs> is that a serious suggestion? That is a serious suggestion. Do you I want think to find it... some on YouTube now? And Why not? Give let's, me a listen. Let's do it. I mean, I'm probably going to just go for the first thing that comes up because I'm lazy. You failed to to spell Japanese. Uh, Hey, I'm trying to record a a podcast at the same time. You're looking for 2021 Japanese jazz, which, okay, new Japanese jazz, fine. Okay, this is Ed Heads Picks, the top five Japanese singles of January 2021. (laughs) I don't think this is even going to be jazz. Come on, Ed. But let's just do it. Come on, Ed. This is... That's just Japanese singles, Tim, not jazz. I know, okay. Jazzy vo- vocal riffing uh, on, this, on this pop one. That'll do, right? Okay, you can't... Uh, no, this is what we're all going to be listening to. This is to. how you're going to choose all music for the next hundred years. Yep. This is Spill Out by Uami. Self-released. It isn't disturbing me at all. Hey, It's not disturbing me at all. Oh, Hey! It's funky. Is it under 120 BPM, though? Let me do the BPM tap challenge, because I I can't talk and think at the same time. Well, you're not even tapping. I'm at tapping the... very fast. It's coming up as 210, but Tim, I think you could reasonably go half speed on that one. That is not the tempo of the song that you're listening to. Mate, I'm listening to the perks in my head. Okay, that's about 90 BPM, actually, if you t- tap it that way. Da, 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 ba, ba, I prefer ba, my 210 ba. BPM take on it. What do you think? Okay, that's enough. Um, okay, so the future music, 90 BPM, jazz cat singing, you're in the South Korean gym, you're wearing your silver spacesuit. Are you happy, James? <laughs> I'm ecstatic. Okay, we're good. Well, we, once again, we've solved the world's problems. So, I know, you're welcome, I guess. Would you like to move forward? No, I want to live in the fucking past, but <laughs> apparently I'm not allowed to. But yeah, go on then. <laughs> James. Tim. Are you interested in once again heading back to the 90s? Tim. <laughs> I know you are, buddy. Come on, get excited. All right. Um. So you've seen this story, but you had no interest in it. Which I think makes you a flipping philistine. Okay. What has happened is there's been a coast, a, po- a coasting. There's been a posting on. I think it was KVR. Yeah. A mysterious group of coders are working on an emulator for the Motorola DSP five six three series of 
DSP chips. Stop the presses, everybody. I, yeah, I know. You already, your minds are exploding, right? <laughs> Okay. Hello, Marta. Why is it? Why is Yes. Are you going to emulate a very old mobile phone or something? <laughs> okay. The reason why this is significant is because this is an emu- th- These chips were used in a lot of the middle late 90s virtual analog synths. Right? Such as? Such as. I've got a little list here. The Axis Virus, the Nord Lead, the Waldorf Microwave, the Waldorf Micro Key, and the Clavier Micro Modular, which I've never heard of. Um, so, the emulator that these dudes, we'll just call them the Virus Dudes because it sounds cool. <laughs> okay. The emulator that the Virus Dudes um, have been working on currently just emulates the Virus B and the Virus C which are, I guess, both based around these uh, Motorola chips. Different variants of the virus. Yeah, yeah. so the virus started out with the A. um, We went on to the B. Tell me to slow down if this is too fast. (laughs) What what came next, sorry? Well, I think some other stuff came out. There was like loads of weird stuff like the... the Indigo, there was a rack version that I owned oh, for a time. God. And then there's the Virus C, which is kind of, the Virus C was kind of like, I believe, like the top dog of those, of the older gen of viruses before the TI series came out Ugh. in the noughties. Now, I much prefer the 90s version. As I've mentioned on the pod before, I've got a Virus TI that uh, I never use. If anyone wants to give me 650 quid for it. In fact, I bought it off the... I believe I bought it off the dude who wrote Hole Again by Gar- Atomic Gar- Kitten. Really? So, yep. <laughs> was, it, was that Atomic Kitten? Or was that a cover of something else? Yeah, I think so. Oh, well, whatever. He did He did something I don't, with Atomic Kitten. Let's anyway, not give that any publicity. <laughs> anyway, so look. So this is... Are you familiar with what MAME is, James? <laughs> no. MAME is Multiple Arcade Machine Emulator. Right. Uh, okay. How do you not know about this? You're supposed to be a nerd, goddammit. Nah. You Game Boy owning freak. Arcade machines are not my thing. Oh, uh, God, okay. Um, so, look, so, so MAME is basically a bit of software that emulates and multiple arcade machines. Like Time Crisis, right. exactly. But there's no light guns or foot pedals involved here, buddy. Okay. So you could think of this. I'm sure, dear listener, you know what MAME is. You're not an ignoramus like James. You could think of this as like MAME, potentially for uh, 90s synths, where if you get the ROM file and chuck it in there, you can emulate the synth. What is a ROM file, James? I'm sure you're gagging to know, right? I know that from other emulators. There, you see, you know about emulators. So basically, you can make the emulator, it's all legal and fine, and you're not really treading on anyone's toes too much, but... If you start distributing the ROM, which is basically the code of the synth, then you're looking at potentially being a copyright infringer. So, you can download this emulator. It's fine. You've got to go somewhere else to get the ROM. Somewhere dark, somewhere dirty. Yes. um, There's a bridge. But there's a link in the discussion on KBR, so it's (laughs) really not that hard to find. Um, So... So what you can do is you can download the emulator, you can download the ROM. If you choose to, that's your business. If you cho- look, I am not condoning emulating <laughs> this excellent groundbreaking synth, which is packed with some of the most awesome noises ever heard by a human being. I would never do that. Um, and then if you use, a, I think it's, you can use Mystery Island's Virus HC, which is a MIDI controller, right? 
you use that, some kind of loop, MIDI looping stuff. I don't know where the audio comes out. It comes out of somewhere. Basically, you can be running Virus C on your desktop for zero cashola. Now, the kind of threads on KVR or wherever it was kind of just descended into people arguing about copyright, which is boring. It's, <laughs> you know, discussing copyright is fine, I guess, however. It's much more fun to actually make crazy tearing trance sounds with an awesome uh, virtual analog synth. So, yeah. <laughs> so fuck those guys? So, no, no, saying? not fuck those guys. <laughs> so I can, see, I can see why people would get het up about it. But let's face it, let's let's move the human race forward. Get back, <laughs> let's get back to making virus sense. Now, they are accepting I'm not I'm not endorsing this, James. They are accepting donations via cryptocurrency and later PayPal. And you can at the moment get all this up and running with a bit of fanning around. There's a video on YouTube that shows people how to how to do it in Windows. I'm not sure if it's more of a hassle on Mac. Later in the thread, the mystery devs are Dated with a picture of an, their own interface for it. Did they have like all their heads in silhouette behind it? Oh, oh it wasn't wasn't quite that cool. Was but it, it like an anonymous like? Just no, no, it was like a kind of V for Vendetta mask. Yeah. No, not really. Um, it did look good and professional, and nice everything. I think the idea is to have it as an all-in-one VST eventually, presumably still without the ROM because that is the one you know, legal, should we say, grey area. So this is potentially very, very exciting because tons of other synths use use this particular chip. If you go to the ROM sites where you can get the ROM from, they, they, they have a list of flipping hundreds of synths on there. Now, they don't all use this Motorola chip. But imagine, James, if there was a digital synth emulator that you could pop any flipping chip into and then have that digital synth on your flipping desktop and it would be awesome. Wouldn't that be awesome? I mean, uh, I don't know, because that's we've got emulations. We've got emulations of analog. We've got emulations of digital. We've got mm. plug-in emulations. Yeah, you could say that if you could just call up any synth from the past, whatever it was indiscriminately, forget the ROM, forget the chip... That would be great, but you kind of can in a way, although you kind of have to pay for it too. Okay, here's, here's how it works, right? I don't mind paying for it. And in fact, back in the day, I had the virus power core for the TC Electronic. Was it TC Electronic or TC Electronics? I can't remember. They seem to have basically disappeared anyway. The power core was no longer supported. Well, TC Electronic disappeared? Yeah, I think they're No, think they're, they're, they're going incredibly strong. I think they're owned by Behringer. Oh, well, power core's dis... Uh, okay. okay, that's what's happened. Well, power, <laughs> power core is no longer supported, basically. Right. Um, and that happened pretty swiftly after I got mine. <clears throat> so I was pretty hacked off about that. Mm. Um the virus power core was a legit um not even an emulation it's a port of it that runs on a on a on a power core dsp unit basically and it was flipping wicked and you know it worked like a treat or whatever the problem isn't that you can't simply have all of these bits of software on a computer. It's that the companies aren't making legit versions of it, presumably because it's not profitable, which is fair enough. But I want these synths, James. And look around. I don't have the room 
for a flipping uh, load of more synths in here. Especially the money either, since you've been spending it all on sweetie treats. I've yeah, I've spent it all on pastries, buddy. I don't have the cat. Well, do you know what? Here's the thing. Let's say there's an ideal scenario here. Access music, creators of the virus, simply start making it legal to license the ROM from them by giving them a few hundred quid. Yeah. And then you can run it in this emulator that's made by these guys. You give them, you bung them a bit of a donation. Hey, everyone's made some cash, so we're satisfying the capitalists. And also, you can make your tearing trance riffs again. Wouldn't that be a nice situation? I guess so. I guess my my bugbear here mm. is that all this is looking back. Looking back into the past, Tim. You've got to see where you came from to see where you're going. I believe that the virus uh, C... <laughs> you know where we came from? No. Without having dodgy copyright and ROM downloading? No, 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 no. I'm not no, saying no, I'm no. against it, but we know where we came <laughs> from already. Oh. How about we spend some effort on uh, the new guys who are pushing things forward, doing new stuff, have interesting technologies, which are built for modern-day personal computers and uh, are going to be the future no, no, I disagree. The Access Virus C does some kooky stuff and it really doesn't sound like anything else. And I I still feel like contemporary virtual analog hasn't hasn't really caught up with it, basically, in a weird kind of way. Like basically, you can make sort of these 16 voice unison Reese's on there with ring mods and FM that sound kind of like they have like this real a kind of like oh and you've got it and there's some shaping on there as well when you combine all that you get this crazy kind of organic sort of rippling and these just like hugely harmonically complex sounds that I feel like you know, you can't even get close to in something like Serum basically. This is a digital chip it's, right? a, it's all this, a digital chip, so but I think, it's a, I think be, it's a virtuoso piece of why coding. Why can't this be replicated on computers in a new way now? Um, in a new way now? Well, I don't know why they haven't... I don't know why uh, I feel that stuff hasn't come close. I mean, I'd really... You know, somebody could come up with kind of a, essentially a rip-off of it. It would be cool. I mean, I know there's Viper on Windows. I haven't tried that out because I don't use Windows. Um, I don't think it's, you know... When were these things made? The originals. So I think like kind of like around 97, basically. Okay. So are you saying we haven't come any further in in sort of digital I'm sure audio technology I'm in the last 25 years? No, 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 no. Not not really. I mean, I think I think now you would have synths that have like like virtual angles that would have like a really nice high end and maybe more authentic authentically analog sounding filters on maybe. But they, nothing. I think nothing comes close to getting that specific sort of virus sound, basically. Which I, yeah, I really love, and I just want it back, James. Why can't you let me have this one thing in my life? Oh, this one it. thing that would bring me joy. It's fine. I'll let you have it, but it's not going to bring you any joy. <laughs> I know it won't bring me any joy. You're like a dog I mean, chasing an ambulance. Do you know? I mean, to be honest, I did a tune in like 2010 that just had kind of like loads of. Uh, Reesey sounds off the virus and massive, in fact. And then I kind of got it out of my system. I haven't really gone back to the well on that one. So I don't even really want to make any more crazy Reesey sounds. But I just think it's... I think the kids need to know, James. They need to know about the Reeses, buddy. Also, is it is it is it really falling afoul of copyright if you get the ROM of something that was 
presumably patented nearly 25 years ago and uh, nearly out of patent. I'm sure it's still or totally is it, illegal. Is it more the intellectual property of the uh, componentry and the <laughs> the build and the design of the components themselves? Uh, you might as well be asking me a question about nuclear reactors, mate. <laughs> wah, <laughs> no wah, idea, mate. <laughs> to know, mate. I mean, my take on it is... Why not just sample everything and emulate since you're not supposed to? I think that's more fun. Uh, okay. So, yeah. So, anyway, um, if you feel like you want to check this out before maybe this ROM site mysteriously disappears, uh, why don't you do a little bit of cheeky Googling? And at the very least, there's some videos, uh, or at least one video on YouTube, of some access via simulation. You can see what's going on. I mean, I think it, I think at least we can agree it's an interesting development. Please yeah. admit yeah. that, James. Please. Sure, sure. It's an interesting development. It's fine. But... If you want to do what Tim just said, go with Tim. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to push music forward, if you want to push technology oh. forward, come with me. No. Um, also, Access, I, w- I wanted to have a look at what Access were actually up to because they haven't really done anything since the virus T8, TI came out. Yeah. I looked on the website. It looked exactly the same as it did when I bought my Access nice. virus can I, TI. Can I get a look at it? Yeah, let's have a look at great this great content for the podcast. Access well. dot music. Yeah, here we go. Uh, Virus dot info. Oh yeah, look, it's, a, it's a website from 2010, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's let's so let's go to the support section. Let's oh, do- I I loved that when you had like big icons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's chunky. This is a very <laughs> you know Y2K aesthetic. This has been their DC. Now, look, the last download you can have is from DC Breaks, who they've (laughs) called DC Break here in a slightly rude way. Uh, Demo patches. 13 extra dirty DNB patches oh. for Virus T- TI. Get filthy. You'll like it. You'll like it. And when was that posted? 2018? That, that was posted in March of 2018. It's a <laughs> 3.94 kilobyte That's download. Literally, like, uh, just before this, our first podcast episode uh, went out the next month. Oh, and we killed it. We killed access. Um, and also, <laughs> the last version of the software is for from 2017... Um, so yeah, it looks like they've kind of given up on the virus. I mean, I guess they just made a shitload of money, and they can't be bothered anymore. I mean, is that is that fair enough to say? Yeah, I guess so. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. I'm not an expert. There's a macOS 10.15 Catalina compatibility warning hey. from 2019. Uh, so, <laughs> so that's that's the state of the virus. I mean, I feel like I feel like a lot of times. Uh, great things will be lost to the ages when it's no longer profitable for companies to support them anymore. So I applaud and laud the efforts of these uh, emulating bastards. Can we stop talking about this chip now? No. Uh, there's another thing that I oh want to mention. Um, I really want them to do an emulation of the Yamaha AN1X, which I was talking about earlier. Apparently, it doesn't use the same chip. It okay. uses some if kind of proprietary thing. Someone out there please that can do this em- for Timmy. Emulate that. To also, get him to shut up. Also, the Roland JD8000. There's a there's the Sunriser, is it? Emulation of that. It's pretty cool. I want the whole thing ripped off wholesale. Coders out there, get onto it. V for Vendetta, right, guys? Yeah, someone make this for Tim so yeah, that he shut can... Shut me up. Get it. Tell, tell everyone about how he's going to be ultimately happy when he finally gets it. <laughs> <laughs> then get it, and then move on to the next thing that he wants to be happy. With. Yeah, I know. Hey, look, one of the, one of these synths is finally going to instill some kind of joy in me. I just have to find the right one.
Uh, Timmy, Bitwig Studio 4 came out uh, this week, I think, and we don't talk... It's four already. Isn't it growing up? Oh, we don't talk about Bitwig uh, very often, so I thought we'd uh, we'd give it a bit of a shot and mm-hmm. uh, have, have a little look at what's new. Let's put our bits in a wig. Uh, I haven't looked very much at all about what's new, so this is all going to be raw reaction. So hopefully mm. it's not boring as hell. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm sure it's going to be award-winning podcasting. Yay. Okay. Get on the Bitwig. Bit, 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 bit. <laughs> Surely will, yeah. Oh, it's the Bitwig Summer Special. Save up to $100. So Bitwig Studio 4 is out now. Okay, come on. Show us the new bids. So they've got comping. There you go, Timmy. Oh, wow. It's, they really are just ripping Ableton off left, right, and centre. <laughs> uh, okay, so I guess this is what we're having to look at now. No, no, there's more, surely. Where is the fucking... New in Ford... Let's watch the video. Let's just watch the video. That's oh, fun. no, that's a comping video. Go up, up. Oh. Okay, I want to see this new musical timeline that they're talking about. Look at all these colourful boxes. Are we ever gonna make it? No. Lots of colours. Okay, comping is there. We get it. Okay, there's comping. The grid is still um The grid. The grid. This comping does look just like Ableton's, but that's fair enough. Okay, operators, what are they? Oh my god, look at these notes, James. They look very complicated. Expression spread. That looks like MPE, I guess. Oh, it's in different languages. <laughs> And more. Oh, okay. Well, that really hasn't taught us that much. Okay, I want to see what these operators are. Yeah, that's what that's what caught my eye, buddy. If I can describe these to people, you know, when you get the uh, velocity uh, spikes down below your MIDI, mm. uh, they look a lot like that. But each one has a uh, differently shaped head with a different icon on it. <laughs> I think corresponding to each note, you can do certain things to each note with these operators. Uh, one example I saw before was that you can do something random with it so you might be Ugh. able to use one of these operators looking just like a velocity spike uh, to say uh, this note has a 50% chance of playing even here's an idea why don't you make a flipping decision about what sounds good or sounds <laughs> shit and fucking man up and decide how I, about that i'm not saying that the chance operator is the only one we got chance we got repeats what mm-hmm. does that mean I'm going to read verbatim from the bitwig.com website. Journalism. This is journalism. Repeats allow each event to re-trigger at a set rate. Or just divide the note length into any number of pieces. Any number, James. So you could could set up a long note and set it as a repeat operator note and chop it into, say, eight. I guess this is good for making synthwave bass lines. I mean, you know, this could is be, just the creativity could be coming off making, the top of my dome. Making your rolls and your fills, maybe. Oh, well, that's pretty good, I guess. Program in a note and say this is a repeat and maybe set the trajectory so it gets faster and faster or something like that. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna carry on reading this verbatim. Please. Yes, you can ramp the timing of these and the velocities for note repeats. So that's good for the... Rolls and fills you mentioned, and a slicer repeats option is available to print out the individual events. Well, that's nice, isn't it? Brilliant. Okay, more operator types. Um, uh, occurrences. Oh, that what sounds, do you think that might be, buddy? It sounds like something my accountant would tell me. About. <laughs> 
Occurrences sets conditions for each event. So this is like a logic thing. Like, is this the first loop of the clip or not? Oh my god. Okay, so you can have a note that does play on the first loop of the clip, but doesn't on subsequent loops, and other notes that do play on subsequent loops. This is getting complicated, mate. Oh, you don't have to use them, Timmy. What's the other one? <laughs> what if someone makes me? Recurrence. Recurrence thinks of each event as its own looping timeline. So pick a cycle length, say every four loops of the clip, and then check off and then check off and check <laughs> off <laughs> and then fuck off and then check off whether the event plays on each of those four passes uh so i guess that's loops within loops i guess right? so. i don't really understand that one all these operators at least the ones we've seen so far i don't know if there are more but they all seem very much like sort of chance and deterministic mm. uh what I'd like to see is more like if you could have an operator that uh, selected an articulation from your plugin, it could be like, this is the pizzicato uh, oh, operator. yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, these notes are going to be played like that, and these notes are going to be played like that. And I would imagine when it integrates with MIDI 2, if it hasn't already, and people actually start developing instruments with MIDI 2, it will um, talk to everything a lot better. Because that's one of the things you're meant to be able to sort of send more information with a single note. And I think that may be what bit we're gearing up to here with these operators. Can I ask a noob question, James? Uh, yeah, but don't expect to get an answer. Okay. We're not that kind of podcast. Uh, is MIDI 2 out? Is it, is it happening? Uh... Yeah, MIDI 2, like the spec is fully done and it's just up to everyone to implement it. And, and has anyone implemented it? I haven't really noticed. Uh, that's a good question. I think some have but i haven't heard many people make a big fanfare about okay, it. okay journalism i think this is a great time to talk about I, the you Patreon, just asked me right? a random question <laughs> um so do you want to see some more stuff uh yeah anti-loops i want to see what they are it's a sound package don't get oh, excited <laughs> it's not a feature it's a sound package. oh and that's it oh what's this expression oh. spread thing with a splash tone control. I mean, it looks like MPE stuff, basically. Uh, Bitwix engine uniquely allows expression automation for notes and audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And since randomness was in the air, we brought a visualized spread range to any expression point. Yes, you can give note velocities randomization, but you could also give each piece of a chord its own panning. Oh, okay. Well, <sighs> that's fine if yeah. you can be bothered. Um, why like that they're doing is this use of colour. I mean, Bitwig really did used to be a straight-up grey and orange vibe, you know what I'm saying? I mean, they're differentiating from Ableton, aren't they? As much yes, as they I and I think that's good. Um, and I think they are, with these operators and stuff or whatever, uh, even though that's the name of a synth in Ableton, they do seem to be kind of like going their own nerdy route, uh, which seems to be a good idea. <sighs> right. Oh, and it's native on Apple Silicon, baby! So if you've uh, gone ahead and just spunked money on an Apple Silicon PC uh, immediately, uh, not realising that most of the stuff won't work, this will now work. It, you know, a lot of stuff will work. They've got Rosetta 2 on there, buddy. Ah, yes. Uh, um, you know, I think pe people seem to like uh, like the uh, M1-based uh, Macs. Let's, let's go back. Bitwig versus Ableton. Oh, okay. That's the obvious thing. Uh, I think with all this, uh, typified by the colour, Mm. Um, you can see that Bitwig are trying to go, obviously uh, they always were, trying to go in their own direction. Uh, the colour is just a signifier of that. Mm. Uh, but <sighs> I think it's the wrong direction. Oh, what? I think a lot of these features are very much like, oh God, what can we do? What can we do? What can we put in here? And oh, I don't know. I think they seem to, they seem to have like a, a way that they want to go. I mean, they seem to really be about... 
getting real nerdy with it, having a lot of flexibility and doing crazy shit that you wouldn't do in a normal sort of linear door. I mean... I don't think anyone would do that crazy shit that often <laughs> anyway. Cool to have it, but fine. But I want to make a point that Ableton, um, Ableton has always defined itself by its restraint and mm. it's, it's... It's got like a streamlined approach. Yeah, it doesn't try too hard to sell you loads of things. Mm. Um, and I think that has always been its strength and that is even more its strength as time goes on and the new competitors seem to be trying to push the envelope. Not that pushing the envelope is a bad thing, but mm. I'm definitely not saying that they're out of ideas, but they're sort of they're coming up with things that Ableton wouldn't do, and that is their job to sort of do that. But I, I think there's divergence, and Ableton's way will win out. I disagree with you. I think they've always kind of had a. I think they've, you know, they've always had a vision that they're going to be a bit different, a bit more kind of like a modular, nerdy approach to it and everything. Um, and I think it's fair enough. I think you know you want them, to, you want them to be different. There's, there's no point in them straight up cloning life or whatever and now if you compare if you compare bitwig to something like cubase now mm-hmm. they're really very far apart i feel yeah you know, whereas whereas a few years ago it seemed like all the doors were just like pretty much for muchness do you know what i mean really? yeah i i do give them props for actually doing something different always mm. um I don't know if this is the stuff that I would want at all. I have no interest in any of this. I mean, some people will never touch, like, chance-based stuff. No. And you don't have to. I like predictability. Well, yeah, you you never got that on manuscript paper, right? (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) Or play if you feel like it. Bullshit. (laughs) Uh, But that is is another way of doing things. And it's a way to... It can be a way to save a bit of work to say... Uh, play this on the first time and then the second time play this instead of duplicating and setting up a whole new thing it may be a bit more efficient uh i am still not convinced by bitwig for this it's not for me is what i'm saying i'm not saying it's crap god no i mean i do feel like they are they are really going into a bit of a niche they're not making a mass market product but you have to well who knows i mean they seem to be doing all right they're on version four now yeah, they're doing good. They've got like a massive building somewhere as well. Oh, um, okay. Well, if bricks and mortar, yeah, you can't knock that. They've got to go for the the their market, and that's fair enough. We're looking. There's a summer special discount at the moment. Normally, this is three nine nine American or European clams. It's now two nine nine. And there's a 16 track version, which is currently reduced to 79 clams of either flavor, buddy. What do you reckon about the value proposition there, mate? Uh, it's it's about standard for doors, and it it puts it in line with all the others. So that if you want Bitwig, you can just go for Bitwig. I don't want Bitwig. No, I don't want Bitwig either. I mean, but it's nice that they're doing it. All the stuff they did at the first like first couple of versions, I think, was stuff that we needed, and I appreciate it. I like their uh, their modifiers and stuff like that, uh, their containers. Um, mm. That was good. I liked the uh, approach to modulation. Yes, I mean, that was pretty, pretty cool. But, yeah, I think <clears throat> in subsequent editions, like 3 and 4, I don't see much in this for me personally. Mm. Uh, mm. So, uh, yeah, if they're really setting out their stall as the uh, nerdy modular mm. company. 
door mm. of choice for those who want to mess with chants and uh, do cool things like that. Well, more power to them. I say hopefully this will, you know, encourage other devs to, you know, put some interesting and hopefully useful stuff in their DAWs. But equally, let's not get too crazy, guys. Let's just basically have a grid that you put notes on. That's what we all want, right? <laughs> oh, they've got a grid, too. They've got, they've got the grid. 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 Well, if you like Tim banging on about uh, weird chips and us not really saying anything <laughs> articulate about Bitwig... <laughs> Hey, maybe that's the thing. Maybe you're all weirdo like us. Yeah, maybe you should join us on Patreon. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash A4P podcast or go to A4P podcast.com and do a recurring subscription thingy with PayPal. Mm. I mean, we've got some content up there, but don't expect loads of content. You're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Temper your expectations, you're people. Not, you're not signing up for that. You're signing up for the love. It's for the love of us, basically, and stroking our egos, right, James? Yeah, because we do this. We put this podcast out for no money exactly <laughs> no money no no reason why why do we do this so if you're feeling good if you're feeling generous if you want to bang us some clams hey if you're rich if you're rich and you've got too much money you don't know what to do with it and you think i want to feel better about myself as a person why well, you give it to us buddy <laughs> yeah, Come on. i can't think of anything better to do with surplus of money than give it to us hey look if you're really rich why don't you bang us like five figures a month? <laughs> Me and James can quit our jobs or whatever, and we can just do that. We will make the podcast for you nonstop and make it about whatever you want. Well, don't basically. say nonstop, but yeah. Non flipping stop 24 7, baby. Or if you're not super rich, but you've got like, I don't know, a couple of clams, you can donate anything from one clam at Patreon or A4Bpodcast.com and use the PayPal. And so you can donate from just $1 a month and have access to a paltry selection of bonus features. Is that what you're saying, James? Yes, just like our new patron, Martin Dinage. Thank you very much, Martin. Hey, Martin, clearly you don't really know a lot about handling money, but we thank you for it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one of the... Uh, Perks, as we could say, mm. is uh, you can get your music played as the outro music of the oh, show. Oh, I forgot about that. That's uh, cool. And today we're doing one which isn't a uh, isn't a patron's music, but it's a patron's uh, presets. Oh, okay, that's cool. I thought you were going to say manifesto for a moment there, and I was getting kind of worried. What are these uh, presets uh, made in, bud? I'll tell you at the end. It is presets for the base station two, so you got that to <gasps> look forward to later. I was googling the base station two <laughs> literally oh. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Wicked. Anyway, let's not get off topic. Let's get back to the show. Okay, see you later, clams. Bye. Tim, the KVR Developer Challenge 2021 is underway. Oh, wow. Okay. <clears throat> this is the thing that KVR do. I don't know if it's every year, but it's every so often where uh, a load of developers get to make a plugin for free. Everybody downloads it. Everybody legally has to download it. Everybody. <laughs> and one of them wins. Oh, cool. And some of them are runners-up. Uh, <laughs> That's how competitions work. So instead of going to actually download all the plugins and testing them out ourselves, I thought we'd just quickly, as quick as we can, go through the entrance and... Uh, <laughs> You're going to go through my entrance as quick as you can? Shut up. Okay. <laughs> See what sticks out. Don't. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> I'm already enjoying this feature, James, I gotta say. And see what catches our eyes. Oh, okay. This seems like the sort of real half-assed, low-effort sort of thing that we excel at. Yes, exactly. Okay, let's uh, do it. I'm just looking on my screen. I think I've got a different screen from you. Okay. I've got a different thing coming up first. Um, okay. Would you want to just, like, look at my screen instead? It's big. Okay. Okay, let's do that. Uh, okay, first, uh, we have Emphasis by Truality Audio, which is a sort of one-knob emphasizer plugin, but that's Windows only, so it's not fair for us to cover it. So it's going to be like an EQ or a saturator, I guess. Uh, more by ModSound, which is a so-called one-knob distortion plugin with too many knobs. It's got seven knobs on the interface. It's called More. It makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Hum808X. What's that? Uh, oh, God. We are moving through these very quickly. Uh, it's a synthesizer with a simple interface. It looks quite involved, but it's only for Windows. Oh, and it'll uh, do uh, additive. And uh, FM synthesis and virtual analog as well, I guess. That's fair enough, unless you're not on Windows. Uh, which we're not. Okay, what else? Uh, forehead, that's the number four, by Fugue State Audio. This is not really a delay or granulator. Oh, well, <laughs> but it kind of is. It lives in that realm, apparently. It, Once again, only for Windows. Uh, okay, well, uh. we'll we're not going to pay that much attention because it's not fair. Not fair. <laughs> Pick Tricks by MIDI Mobiles, Windows only again it's a sample instrument collector tool what is that i hear you ask i don't know it's a, a rompler project no oh, okay this is too complicated for Timmy. Is that how you read when you're reading your romance? Yeah, 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 none of it goes into my brain. I'm, think, I'm just thinking about other stuff, basically. I'm thinking about 90 synths. Let's keep going, see what sticks out. Seesaw. This is Windows and Mac, dude. Hey, Could this be the one for us? This is a flat curve tilty cue. Where only, only the pivot frequency and the max gain can be set. I like the brown bit of that spectral uh, curve there. What do you think? <laughs> it is a tilt EQ and there are others out there. So I don't think it's massively coverable. Okay, we spent too long on that one already. Okay, how do you pronounce this one, Clever? Ollie Tan H. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, vintage Vibe Compressor. Mm, I like Vintage Vibes. It's Windows Mac. By John Crosby Acoustics. Hey, John. Hey. Uh, distortion coupled with compressor brings interdependent wave shaping and envelope shaping. Dynamics mm, plugin. I guess if you want to make your music sound good, who gives a shit? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. DSP plug, DSP plug Blumline Shield. Oh, wow. You're uh, really good at pronouncing these weird names. Blumline being, I believe, the originator of the concept of stereo. Oh, okay. It, it uses mid-side and some really classic pleasing things to get <laughs> rid of background noise. Ooh, very vague. But what it does not... <laughs> oh, yes. What it does not do is use AI. They're really keen on emphasizing what these plugins aren't. <laughs> it's very interesting. So a non-AI noise remover. That's uh, fair enough. And it's not for Mac either. Oh. Moving on. Okay, Tick Metronome by Tal Aviram. Now this is on all the formats. Windows, Mac, iOS, Android. Ooh. What is it? It's a self-contained metronome. It runs almost anywhere. I don't care. Boring. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Selena 2K by Fanantime. Fanantime uh, released a lot of plugins, but they don't get that much pickup. It's a physical modeling-based Selena strings ensemble is emulation. That a pick is that a pickup pun there, James? No. Okay. You love physical modelling. Why don't you love this? I mean, I haven't seen anything about it yet. 
And it's only on Windows. You can't use it. Oh, Never that's mind. Fine. Okay, filter demystifier. This is on Windows, Mac, and Linux, buddy. This. And look at the weird-ass interface with the 3D shit. This is an educational filter <laughs> oh, plugin. Oh, no, I'll never mind. Uh, show you how a few poles and zeros define the sound oh, okay. of equalizers and vocal filters. It's pretty cool. I mean, it's not necessarily something to sculpt your music directly, although I'm sure it can do that. But uh, if you want to learn a bit more about filtering and EQ... I don't know if it is actually going to process the sound at all, is it? I do not know. Okay, okay, moving on. Here's a good one. Full Bucket Music. You know Full Bucket Music. They make a lot of free synths. This one is called Whisper. Software Ooh. instrument written... Blah, blah, blah. Is, is it based it's on anything? Is it based on anything? It looks like a monopoly or something, but I don't think it is. Mm. It's just, it's very vague. It's a software instrument. It's It's got three flexible wavetable oscillators. There, do you want to have a little listen? Yeah, to let's, let's give it that, because I love Full Bucket. Well, there you go, it's a synth, baby. Ooh, big bouncy squares. Ooh, I like that. Pulse width modulation is new. What else we got here? Sweet. It's got a bit of an 80s vibe. Okay, let's move on. Okay, we're moving on. T-Rex V-Beats, Windows and Mac. Uh, a virtual instrument, 10 analog drum sounds captured with the highest quality. Okay, I think this is worth 10 seconds of our time. Eight classic rhythms. <laughs> Seems very simple. It's for Windows and Mac, though, so points for that. Yep. Uh, oh, this is the one I was banging on about. Uh, okay. Influx by FKFX. Uh, I don't know if there's a video on this, but it's worth having a look at. Uh, what does it describe itself as? Okay, this is an instant sonic retox engine. So the, there's a resonator module and a uh, low pass and tube distortion uh, the resonator works at a certain note, which you select on a knob. Uh, play the video now. It's, it's pretty cool. And presets uh, done, uh, extra presets, I think, done by one of our big patrons, Heat Audio. Oh, okay. Fair enough. And this is for Windows and Mac, so mm -hmm. you can all play with it. Okay. Muck up these beats, lads. <clears throat> you got two sequences on the right for the different things. And you can see that lovely animated uh, sort of electrical Ooh. coil on the left. That is some real filth. Oh, God. If you make techno, I think this is probably worth the download. What do you reckon? Yeah, so two sequencer elements uh, that are driving its two elements. Basically, spectral resonator and filter. Wow. It seems pretty powerful, man. Yeah, it's pretty good, and it's uh, very impressive in its UI as well. Oh, my Lord. Okay. Very cool. Let's gotta move on. move on. We've got to move on. We've got to move on, uh, Funky Town. <laughs> Ooh, Nettle. I like the name by Felusive. Are you going to grasp this uh, Nettle, James? <laughs> oh, it looks good. Look at that interface. It's oh, nice, it's a bit of a vaporwave vibe. Nice blue. Nettle. Oh, lovely. Software instrument, as the the other instruments are, that explores <laughs> the unique and relatively underexplored world of scanned synthesis. Oh, okay. yeah. That is that is a, a type of synthesis that some people uh, get heavily into. The timbre of the sounds you can create constantly evolve as the waveform produced is made by tracing the positions of masses that are always in motion. 
So this looks like it's basically physical <laughs> modelling adjacent with its simulating the action of a hammer, uh, striking masses. Yeah, I guess so, but also a bit of wavetable stuff in there. But those wavetables themselves are always on the move. Uh, quick sound demo? <laughs> M- much like us, we're always on the move. Um, uh, this is, yeah, well, let's have a quick sound demo. This is Windows and Mac as well. Yeah. Play Come on, play it. it. Play. Oh. Get your IDM vibes going with Nettle. Yeah, I respect this. It's good. <laughs> you like stuff that's boring, don't you, James? Uh, no, I like stuff that's slow. Oh, that's true. Anything below 120 BPM. Would you work out to this music? Uh, yes. It feels like the music that you would transcend um, your physical corporeal form. Oh, no, that's nice. Corporeal form. Uh, okay, next. That's, that's a goer, I'd say. Emergence by Daniel Gurgley. Windows only. Windows only. What is it? Uh, uh, I do not... It's a real-time granulator, baby. Oh, it's a real-time Up granulator. 600 grains, which sounds healthy for your uh, <laughs> breakfast. What do you reckon? <laughs> yeah. Um, that's cool if you're into granular shit, I guess. Journalism. What's next? Transperk by Apisonic Labs. It's a transient processor for Windows, uh, Mac, and Linux, yes, right? Yes, it's a transient processor or transient shaper, but it's definitely not a transient designer tra- <laughs> trademark. <laughs> Created mainly for percussive material, but can be used on any type of sound. Does the wet chain start with the filter, low pass, high pass? Yes. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, next. What is this? G-Filter by Flandersh Tech. Oh, hidely ho, Flandersh. <laughs> Stupid Flandersh. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is for Windows. What is it? Uh, an easy and quick-to-use multi-type filter for VSD3. Okay, that's cool. Wow. Uh, quick filter, basically. Quick filter. Quick look at it. Moving on. Drew Modifier. Drum Modifier by Uncle Eagle Doodads. Drum Modifier. P. Uh, Drew, Drew M. Odifier P. Is Uncle Eagle Doodads his real name? <laughs> I really hope so. <laughs> this toy, according to him, allows you to mm. change the pitch. Oh, no, I saw this earlier, but it seems to have changed the name. It's, um, it's a pitch shifter specifically for drums which is a good idea yeah i like pitch shifting drums you get pitch shifting you get frequency shifting and certain things are good on drums certain things are not good on drums and this one is tailored towards drums this toy allows you to change the pitch of drum instruments in real time manually host automation or using midi Okay, and it's for Windows Mac. Let's have a bit nice. of a description there. What are the controls on that one? Oh, let's have a look at this. Well, you've got a, like a what seems to be the main pitch control, you, and the, presumably the rest of it is for the MIDI stuff. So you can okay. like glide, hold, release, and sensitivity. It may not even. It may be like the uh, envelope detection oh, as well. Yeah, right, so you've right, got right, sensitivity, right. hold, release, and glide, which will probably be the bend of the pitch. Maybe mm, this plugin looks like it's from 2004 which yes. i approve of good idea for a plugin absolutely uh need a bit more info about what it does but uh, i guess it modifies drums p yeah uh, nice one uncle eagle cloud chorus by signal smith audio it's mac only guys they've got a really good logo but the plugin itself looks a bit uh it looks like um a, some, uh, like a plugin that's that, not bad actually i like 
know. It looks like it's the kind of decoration you get in a nursery, maybe. I, appro- I approve. It's the Rugrats plug-in for the modern yeah, age. Yeah, wicked. Uh, yeah, I like the colours. <laughs> I'm really... My brain is really atrophying it's at a rate of nods. a thick ensemble chorus with a multi-stage design producing a dense cloud of echoes. Okay. So, oh, it sounds like the sort of slow ambient bollocks you love, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, that appealed to me. But it's Windows only. As is... It's ep- Mac only, baby. Oh, Mac only? Yeah. Okay, well... That's switching it up. We're also not going to give that too much time. No, no. We favour Mac on this podcast. No, no, no. It's un- unfair. Eplex, oh, okay, okay, okay. Eplex 7 analog filter plus analog distortion. Windows only. These guys have been around for a while now. We covered one of their things ages ago when it came out. And they were Windows only then. They seem to be Windows only now. If you are searching for real warm liquid analog filter and fat sounding analog type distortion, mm. search no more. It is here and it is free. Do you want real warm liquid fat, James? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do. I, I want that shit to render all over my potatoes. Oh, God. Okay. I've been making a lot of roast potatoes recently. Oh, how, are the, how are you doing with that? I've, I've found all the secrets to roast potatoes. What are, okay. What little little uh, interlude. What are the secrets to making roast potatoes? Okay, I've experimented experimented with the type of potatoes, and just as as common common knowledge dictates, uh, Maris Pipers are the best. Okay. I think. Okay. Uh, I was just confirming that. My technique is to cut them into sort of chip-like shapes, almost. <laughs> oh wow! Thick you can chip chips. them, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Parboil them for exactly five minutes. Okay. Ideally, let them uh, dry out and cool down, but it's not always time. Next. In an enamel uh, oven tray, one of the white ones. Oh, yeah. Lots of olive oil. Mm. Bit of thyme, bit of salt. Yes. Shake them about a lot. Get them nice oh, and coated. I was going to ask about that. You like your crispy edges, yeah. Oven, 175 degrees fan oven. Stick them in. Now, here's the important bit. You've got a timing step down. So the first time you stick them in, it's going to be seven minutes. Next time, oh six my. minutes. Next time, five what? minutes. Next time, four minutes. Each time after which you give them a good shake and get them all around. Add some oil if you have to. So you do your seven minute, you do your six minute, five minute, four minute. Around that time it should be ready, but you can adjust as necessary. Do another three minute at the end. Lovely, lovely roast potatoes. So this is what you do rather than preparing for the podcast <laughs> that we try and get people to donate uh, money I'm sorry, to. this Multi-stage podcast... Multi-stage roast potato making. This podcast is called Appetite for Production. <laughs> oh, my God, of it course, it's not, in the name. It's not just about music production. It's about food. It's just we very, very rarely talk about food. I feel like I want to add garlic to everything these days. Would you consider adding garlic I, to I'd be, roasts? Yeah, I'd, I'd maybe just check a couple of cloves in there to steam oh, it up nicely okay, okay, uh, but you, sounds good. you could go the whole hog and crush the garlic i want to go down this rabbit hole what are you having with these roast potatoes oh please? whatever you can have them on their own you can have them with on meat. their own have them with meat you can do whatever what about gravy uh well no these are quick roast potatoes tim i'm not doing a whole roast here oh my god okay okay wow okay well anyway little peek into james's life there what's next on the kvr uh, list this is delayed by truality audio wasn't that at the top truality audio released something at the top did uh, they did they do emphasis yes Maybe. Anyway, delete uh, applies a delay to an audio signal. Oh, wow. Finally. Uh, the pre-selected delay taps are synchronized with the project tempo. Fair enough. There's a spread effect derived from the developer's real spread plugin. Oh, spread that. It's for Windows only, as is. 
Reduction by Dead Duck Software. Oh, quack, quack. What's it do? A 32 voice polyphonic software synth for using audio hosts that support the VST2 plugin format. Yes, 2.4, baby. Let's get specific with it. Uh, which is most of them. It, <laughs> it is available for Windows, both 32 and 64. So let's move on. Uh, yeah, it does FM and some other stuff. Echo Matrix by Improv Oid. Oh, look at that interface, oh, baby. Oh, that is just knob heavy. That is. That is a classic mid-noughties interface. Knobs and numbers. No fucking around. It's the matrix of knobs. But this one is for PC and Mac. What's it do? Okay, let's have a look. Uh, It highlights the power of the Faust DSP development environment and the Juice framework. (laughs) To do what? Like... Create a non-trivial VST3 effect. What? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? The resulting echo matrix is exported. Oh, what? What are you talking about programming? I want to know what it does. Yeah, yeah. It's an echo matrix. Uh, okay, so each knob represents maybe a tap of uh, delay echo. Mm. Maybe. And you put them all up and they run into each other and stuff like that. The initial version has no presets. This provides no immediate gratification. Hey, I think he's going to win. <laughs> you take a little time reading this the GitHub page. Okay, moving <laughs> on. NBO1 Distortion Sustainer. That's, oh, yeah? That's, that's something new. That's cool. Um, mm. First plugin from Noisebox Industries. Uh, inspired by a circuit from an ancient guitar pedal that was originally intended as a soft distortion su- sustainer for guitars. I don't know if that might be the Big Muff or something even more mm, ancient. Okay. Because that had a sustain control, which is very cool, and that's uh, exactly how it felt. Giving that singing sustain without a lot of harsh distortion. Sustained counselor. Sadly, it's only for Windows and Linux. Uh? <laughs> Ah, distortion by Rims. Ah, it's a pirate distortion. Five types of distortion for Windows. Laras composition. Mm. Windows, Mac, Linux. What is it? Laras means music scale in Javanese language. Oh, okay. A free, soon open source tool for music composition, scale learning, major minor motion composition learning tool, circle fifths, etc. Next. <laughs> Virtuosity Drums. Uh, Versilion Studios, who make a few uh, sampled, uh, free sampled instruments. Virtuosity Drums. It's a jazz drum kit library with Jesse. performed with sticks. It's put, recorded at Virtuosity Musical Instruments in Boston, Massachusetts, apparently, whatever that is. Lovely. Uh, it's a one and a half gig total size. Oh, okay. Well, like a free jazzy drum kit. Nothing to be sniffed at, I guess. That's true. It's got its own instrument. It's fully GM compliant, which Woo. is nice, I guess. Next up, Chameleon. No, oh, I can't see it. Sorry. Where's it gone? Chameleon by Guitar ML. Mm. Chameleon is a guitar plugin standalone app using neural networks. Oh my god, Skynet. To create three distinct sounds from a vintage style amp head. Oh wow. CC01 by Christopher hey, Carmichael. That was Windows and Mac. Let's not let's not forget the formats. What's C- this? CC01 is Windows only. It's a signal enhancer. This guy looks a bit V for Vendetta style. He's got a hood on. He's got glasses. What's this plugin do? I think the synth is going to be good then. <laughs> is it a synth? Oh, my goodness. Mm. Oh, it's got... This looks like some kind of... Uh, like a, a signal? Yeah, it said signal enhancer. Oh, signal. Okay, okay. Okay, okay it's uh, very complicated interface for signal enhancer. We're not going to dip into it. It's, this has got the longest description of any of them by miles. And m- multiple, multiple videos. <laughs> the King by Evil Sound Lab. 
is a high gain distortion pedal based on the brand new schematic. Mm. Fair enough. It's Windows only. Our goals were to reject conservative guitar pedal controls. <laughs> <laughs> that is my goal as well. <laughs> ah, full bucket. Oh, it's your buddies at full bucket again, baby. Full bucket are back with grain strain. Oh, <laughs> if you're gluten intolerant and you yeah. had too much bread, you're going to get the grain strain the next morning. Hey, this is Windows and Mac, and also I've got to reveal exclusively on the podcast. It turns out I'm not celiac. Really? Yeah, I had oh, a blood test. You had the proper blood test. I had a proper blood test apparently i should be able to eat bread but i can't you, because i'm a little baby you clearly can't yeah i know i mean no because uh, if i have a panini i'll fall asleep uh, uh this does grain <laughs> grain stuff right flexible grain looping with sync to host options envelopes for grains and loop iterations grain frequency control via midi it's a grain machine don't talk to me about grains because i used to be able to wolf down 12 inches of hearty italian <laughs> And not think a thing of it. But now, <laughs> the, those days are no more. Switch mode synth. A fresh look at pulse width modulation. Next. Mm. <laughs> it's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a 32-bit uh, VSD DLL for Windows. Sorry to be harsh on that one. Mix oh, max tricks. We've got a lot. How far are we nearly at the end? Thank God. Windows and Linux. Okay. Uh, this is... Oh, it originally intended to be used by me on a Reaper, on Reaper, on a big screen. It's it's like a mixer? It's a thing? mixer for audio buses on the same track. So what? I guess you have a mixer that you can use on a single channel. Okay. I don't understand how that would work, but... I think it's... He's calling it a mixer. He says, well, keeping the amount of effects on the main doors mixer low. So maybe it's a plug-in host... Mm, yeah okay well you can look at that if you want to get weird with it i guess gr8 oh it's great tony <laughs> great is an eight voice virtual analog synth with built-in effects and an arpeggiator five okay. modes up down alt one alt two and random <laughs> oh, nice wicked fair enough analog synth but we can't really say because it's we haven't heard it analog basically it's for windows and mac though no video Ooh, there's one called stfu that is what we should be doing yeah What's this shut the fuck up is a super <laughs> Super quick to use oh, that's cool. side chainer that can be automatically synced to host BPM and triggered by MIDI. And it's always sample accurate, which doesn't have oh, to be a good thing. Hey, this looks like something I might actually be interested in, baby. If it's sample accurate, you might get a bit of clicking. Oh, I, oh, I don't give a shit. Uh, um, Windows and Mac. I might download this one, you know. It's a little ducky envelope, basically. Side chain effect. Mm, okay. It looks well designed. You can draw points onto a graph, so it uh, can be used as a bit of LFO sort of stuff as well. A bit cable guys, but uh, it, uh, yeah. it seems legit. Okay, I think that might be the winner for me, buddy. Okay. Bamboomba by <laughs> Way Music. Any OS download. What does that mean? Any OS, even if you make one yourself. <laughs> wow. It, you have to compile it yourself, basically. It's a wooden Keytham piano, sound font, and. Oh, it's a sound font. And sample library <laughs> with a deep history, Tim. Oh, wow. Okay. African music in 17th century Jamaica. Sweet. Oh, okay. Wow. Hey, ethno music plugin. Gotta love it. Okay. Okay. That's a, that's a bit of a niche there. 
but hey, well, that's it. That's the last one. That's the last one. Okay, what was your fave out uh, of all of those that we skimmed? As I was saying before, I like that Influx one with the... Oh, yeah, that, that, that did seem cool. Resonator actually. STFU is good. Do you want to scroll up a bit? Um, no, not really. Uh, STFU is good. I. What I, about that Monopoly-looking one by Full Bucket? I that, mean, it sounded fine. That looked cool. Of course, you're going to have to judge the synths by the sounds. I guess so. There's, yeah, there's some quite a lot that don't really appeal to me at all there's a few tasty things in there though so and it's all free yeah it's all and free these guys are doing it for the love the uh... well there, there's also a prize fund which is currently at uh, one and a half thousand clams yeah so not an insane amount of money but uh, big up to people for donating it to that yeah it's uh it, it's a good way to get some new people out a lot of previous entries have gone on to do great things mm-hmm uh, such as Yuhi's triple cheese, huh? Oh yeah, good stuff. So yeah, it's good to good to see what's happening this uh, this year in the KVRDC. Mm-hmm. Sorry for boring everyone with that. If we were just going through a load of plugins trying to understand them, but. We don't want to download them all and check them out. <laughs> hey, who's got time for that? <laughs> no way. Okay, guys. That is it for the most professional episode of Appetite for Production thus far. We did it, James. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have much time to prepare for this, so I, I got a lot <laughs> of got topics. You've got a lot of potatoes to make. Yeah. And, you know, various different timing methods or whatever, aerating them, shaking them. I found, plenty, stuff. I found plenty of topics that we could just chat about. <laughs> <and> <laughs> no, you did very well. We might be back for another more fully featured episode another time. <laughs> I flipping down it, buddy. And not every one of them is going to be a winner, <laughs> yeah, okay? No. Not one of them has thus far been a winner. Um, what, what's uh, what's going to play us out, dude? Uh, for the outro, we are having uh, Heat Audio's preset demo for mm-hmm. his uh, pack of 128 presets for Novation Base Station 2. Because the man is a patron, he gets some of his audio played as the outro music of any show. Not it's- any show, not every show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You can choose, if you subscribe to us on Patreon, <laughs> you can choose any podcast oh God. and have your music played at the end of it. Is that how it works? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay, wicked. We've got, we got deep pockets and... Uh, dip- <laughs> we have a bizarre amount of influence, don't we? Yes. So start start playing us out and we'll uh, leave it rolling. Okay, we- I've chosen a particularly gnarly part of this it is called, preset pack. It is called with- Subs and Gnarls. Mm, Base but- Station 2 preset pack and you can pick it up for 20 bucks i reckon yeah you can pick it up at heataudio.bandcamp.com and uh, let's hear some of the quality involved here we go oh (laughs) (laughs) so if you've got a base station 2 and you want some subs and gnarls i don't see why you wouldn't be picking this up i like that one Maybe I want a base station too. I don't have 400 quid. It's certainly quite dystopian. Quite very appropriate for 2021. Ooh, cheeky. Nice. Very appropriately bassy. Hey. <laughs> Got some LFO action. Oh, that's nice. Hard trance style. 128's quite a lot of presets. Yeah. Why not 129, man? 
Well, it probably it's probably a bank, I would imagine. Uh, of course. You and your logic. I know, yeah, mate. Two to the power of seven or whatever. Mm-hmm. So base station two's analog, isn't it? Which is quite quite cool, I guess. <laughs> All right, everybody. Oh, that's a good one. I like that one. I think it's time for us to sign off. See you next time. Take it easy, lads.